You're listening to the Shamelessly Feminine Podcast, the place for the kick-ass woman who needs a kick in the ass. Your host, Jen Rosenbaum, is giving you the tools to shed shame and live the biggest life possible. So kick off your heels, get comfy, and get ready to be the boss of your life. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Shamelessly Feminine Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you. We've been getting a ton of great feedback about these podcasts, um, starting with the one that I did alone, More Butt, Less Butt, (laughs) which I love that title, More Butt, Less Butt. So if you haven't listened to that one, go back and listen to that one. But the last few weeks, I've been doing podcasts uh, co-hosted by my friend Lauren Trantham, and she is back today. Hi, Lauren. How are you? Hi, everybody. Hi, Jen. Um, if you guys love the podcast, please make sure you give us a five-star rating and maybe even leave a little comment why everybody should listen so we can go out there and help more women be shamelessly feminine. Um, so today, Lauren, I wanted to talk about manifestation. This is a fun, fun topic. And I talk about it in my book, which I swear I'm working on you guys. I swear it'll hopefully be out this year. Um, it's such a, it's, it's hard to write a book. Oh, Yeah, you and I just made the same noise at the same time. But it's going to be worth it. It'll be worth it. So um, I am working on that. But I talk about manifestation in the book, and you and I have had a lot of manifestation conversations. So I want to talk a little bit about that today. Do you consider yourself a manifester? Oh, this is such a tough question for me because I do, I don't. And then sometimes I look at my life and I think like, wow, I have a lot of things that I've dreamed of. So maybe I am a manifester. So it's hard for me to determine what I am. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. You're like, yes, I am a manifester if I got what I wanted. (laughs) (laughs) But if I didn't get it, then no, I'm not a manifester. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So so I don't think that's quite how it works, but okay. Maybe I'm doing it wrong. Oh, God, I love you. It's too funny. So by the way, if you ever like, you know, hung out with us or me or Lauren, like just hang out. This is like actually how we just (laughs) hang out and talk. So this is pretty funny. You're getting sort of the behind the scenes. So I consider myself a manifester. I have um, been through a bunch of things in my life that I feel like I have manifested uh, and and received a bunch of things in my life that I feel like I've manifested, including, by the way, breast cancer. Have we ever talked about that? Did I ever tell you that I think I manifested my breast cancer? Privately, I have heard you say <laughs> that. I don't know if you've said that publicly before. I have said it on my podcast here and there, I believe. Um, but I do, I, you know, prior to being diagnosed, I was going through like a little bit of like a dip in work. You know, I got to tell you around this time of year, April, May, I'm always like, for some reason it hits me every year. I'm in this like dip of like, what's next? What's next? What am I going to do? What I'm not fulfilled anymore. I need to push it. I need to change it. I, you know, so I was sort of in that dip, right? It's April, May. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, what am I going to do? I want to reach more women. How do I reach more women? And every night I would go to sleep and I would just say, okay, universe, I'm ready to reach more women. How can I reach them? Please allow me, you know, the opportunity, show me the way, whatever it might be. And it's, you know, manifesting is interesting because you we often talk about being very specific. And I there are times I am very specific, like I want to be a Nikon ambassador, or I want to get this job, or I want to get this pair of shoes. I don't care how little or how big your manifestation is. You know, there's there's like very specific 
things you need to manifest. But there are times in my life where I'm like, I don't really know what I want and I need some guidance. I know that there's something bigger out there, but you know, help me with some guidance. So this was one of those moments where there wasn't really like that much detail around it. My bad, because. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> your attitude. You're, you're so positive. My bad. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> so I just kept saying, please help me reach more women. Please help me reach more women. Please help me reach more women. And then I got diagnosed with breast cancer like two months later. And I was like, oh, okay, that's not quite what I meant. And I learned later on, by the way, when you're manifest- manifesting something, that you should ask for it in the kindest, gentlest way possible. That advice came to me a day late and a dollar short. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. So, you know, it seems it seems crazy. So like you're either listening to this right now and rolling your eyes or you're going, wait, maybe there's something to that. I truly believe that, you know, it was done to me, not to me. It was done for me, not to me to have Mm -hmm. breast cancer, to help me reach more women, to help me change more women's lives. And that's why it was so easy for me to go public and be so verbal about it is because I was like, okay, well, that's the purpose. This is what I'm meant to do. And, and, you know, you can't argue with that. You know, I mean, you ask for something and it shows up, you can't argue with it necessarily. Um, But I've manifested a lot of good things in my life too, by the way. And sometimes making a fool out of myself in the process, which should not shock anybody, by the way, um, (laughs) that I make a fool of myself because that happens a lot. Um, But I, you know, there's like all this talk about things like the, like the book, The Secret. Did you read that book? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, things like that. And I have to say, as much as I'm a manifester, I don't always buy into the whole, like, just sit back and like, wish yourself thin or wish yourself rich or wish yourself healthy. I'm a huge believer in action. I call it like manifest action, right? Because without the action of actually doing something, nothing's ever going to happen. I don't care how positive thinky you are, <laughs> you know? Right. What do you think? Have you ever had that experience? Yeah, I completely agree. It's like you have to, I mean, we talked a little bit, bit about this earlier. It's it's the action behind the word. So it's just with any relationship or any project or anything, like nobody's going to do the work. You still have to have that vision. And I think that's where the manifestation comes in is like getting really clear with what you want and then moving forward in the best way that you know how. And you need both. Absolutely. But I love to get back to your point. I love what you're saying about like how I struggle with like, am I a manifester? I think it's because sometimes I get stuck on the way that it's supposed to happen. And like you just said, you wanted to reach more women and then you got diagnosed with breast cancer. So you've got what you wanted in a way, but in a completely different way than you would have ever imagined or even asked for. So I think sometimes for me, like I do manifest things but because I'm, I'm not painted. I'm, I'm too stuck on how did it happen to realize that it actually, it happened. Oh, right. that's such a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I would not have asked for breast cancer if given the choice. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so funny. I just, side note, I just went to my gynecologist today for my annual exam and there were like, like 12 people asked me, so when was your last mammogram? I'm like, can you guys update your damn records? Like, oh I don't have those anymore. <laughs> like, how many times do I have to tell you? I've been here like 15 times since that. Like, can you update the records, please? And stop asking me to get another mammogram. Um, you know, things like that drive me nuts. You know, <laughs> like, it just, it's yeah. like, how many times are you going to pour salt in that wound, man? Um, anyway, so that was just a little side note. So um, I love that you say that because 
it is so true. Like when we look back on our lives, I can think of so many good things that have happened in my life that didn't happen the way I wanted it to. Usually, to be honest, they came out of struggle and pain and misery, right? Mm-hmm. Like don't yeah. most good things come out of that? Yeah. So, Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> is it unfortunate though? Like, is it unfortunately? Because I don't think anybody escapes this life without pain. No, you're you're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, <laughs> she's smirking at me like I might not be right. I'm no, just, you're right. Okay. I guess you're right. <laughs> I'm just thinking back on my life and like, it's so true. Like the hardest things have just been the things that have propelled me the furthest forward. Right. Like no, I, I like, still, I'm... I still like feel like saying at the end of that, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So maybe we need to look at that. <laughs> now I'm it's turning like, into for- Jen, the therapist. <laughs> it's like, fortunately, unfortunately. <laughs> Right. So, but if we like kind of just, just accept the fact that we all are going to have to go through hard things, then like, I feel pretty fortunate that the hard things I got to go through, I was able to live through and actually share on the other side of that, you know, like I've really been, I've really been actually doing a lot of work on me, like feeling very victimized by cancer, you know, like feeling like the last year or so that I've sort of been living as a victim of cancer and that I have no control over it. And it's a really fine line, you know, because like, I really don't have that much control over it. I didn't have control over it when it came. I don't have much control over it if it wants to come back. I mean, I'm doing everything I can do. I'm eating right and I'm taking the medication and I'm getting the checkups and I'm doing what I can do but I still feel helpless at times, like such a victim, you know? And I think a lot of people probably feel victim. I was talking to a girlfriend today. I won't mention her name because it's not really my story to tell, but she's going through a divorce. And she was saying how victimized she feels at times. And she had to really pick herself up and, you know, take herself off the floor. And I was like, yes, I relate to that because I, even just last week, I sort of just had a moment of like, I don't want to be a victim anymore. You know, like I, I just don't want to be a victim. And, you know, part of that is manifesting. Part of that is like manifesting a healthy life, a happy life, a joyous, fun filled, awesome life. And it doesn't change whether or not the cancer is going to come back, but at least I know if it does that I enjoyed myself while I could and while I was healthy and, you know, convincing myself, like not worrying about when, when the cancer comes back, but saying to myself every day, you're healthy today. You're happy today. Embrace today. You know, today is all you got. So I think that's the other part of manifesting is like, especially with women, we feel so, um, we have all these emotions of like, well, I feel greedy if I'm trying to manifest money or, you know, I feel so ungrateful if I'm trying to manifest good health. There's so many people that are sicker than me. Like, right. Do we do this to ourselves? We talk ourselves out of the things that we want in a way. Mm -hmm. So I've sort of had to give myself permission to like, let go of all that stuff and put that energy out into the universe. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I remember you had me read the, the Jen Sincero book that you are a badass. And we talked about that with the like, if you're a good person, don't you think that more money is going to amplify that? So like making sure that you're understanding your motives also before you try to manifest, like really understanding like, all right, I want this, but why? And let's be really clear about this. Why? Yeah. That why is, it's tough. It's really tough. You know, like I think that, you know, she talks about in that book, actually that like money, for example, 
a lot of women have money issues, right? Money, um, not, let's not call them issues. Let's call them um, money hurdles or what would you call them? Blocks? Hangups? I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's a thing. It's a thing. A lot of people probably have it too, but I can't speak for men. I can only speak for women. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of people have it. So, you know, she talks there about, you know, for example, you know, what if you having a lot of money means that you're going to be able to donate a lot of money and help people in this world? That's not a bad thing. Why do we just think that wanting a lot of money is a bad thing? You know, I know you, Lauren, I know you well enough to know if riches came your way, you won the lottery tomorrow. There'd be a lot of people that benefit from that, not just you, right? If I won the lottery tomorrow, I would do something crazy for breast cancer survivors and patients. And, you know, there's, there's so much good that can come out of having the money and not having to worry about money and spending your time on that. But somehow we feel like greedy when we want to ask for those things. Yeah, that's been a huge struggle for me. And I, I, when I was 17, I moved to Central America and I grew up in Alaska, like upper, upper middle class, like white family, like fine, you know, well-to-do. And, and then I, then I get thrown into this situation where I have more money on my person in the form of my backpack and my CD player and my Doc Martin sandals than the average Guatemalan makes in one year. And I was 17 and it shocked me. And when I came home from living abroad, I couldn't, I was really upset that all my friends just wanted to go to the mall and go shopping. And I was like, there's poor people like, you know, and so I have, I have had to struggle kind of with those perceptions moving forward. Like, who am I to deserve money when there's so much poverty? And that really affected me. And you and I have talked about this because it's been something in my profession where it's like, I just don't tend to make a ton of money because I have these deep-seated ideas that I don't deserve it. And so getting clear with those as well, like, wow, I never realized that maybe I'm not making as much money as I want to because when I was 17, I was in Guatemala. Like, it's <laughs> it's... <laughs> It's like, so it's so deep. There's so, you know, our financial blueprints, um, they're solid. (laughs) So when it comes to manifesting like that, like reminding myself, like, okay, if I had a lot of money, I would help more people. So that doesn't make me greedy. And, um, yeah, but it's a process, you know, I've been struggling with that for years. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because when we went to Peru, Lauren and I went to Peru a bunch of years ago, and I will never forget the woman that was on the street selling the, um, fruit. And I took a picture of her and I gave her some money in exchange for taking a picture of her. And it was like a dollar us American, maybe not even maybe like 50 cents, something like really, really small. And I remember she kissed it and held it so tight as if I was giving her a hundred dollars, you know, or a thousand dollars. And it always stuck with me. And it's funny because when we came home from that trip, it was my anniversary. And my husband said to me, I really want to go and buy you a nice piece of jewelry and let's go to the jewelry store. And he had picked some things out and everything was super expensive. And I, I couldn't do it. I, could, yeah. I was like, I love you, but I can't do it. I'm like, there are people in this world that need things way more than I need diamonds. You know, like I can't do it. And this was what, how many years ago now? Four years ago, maybe something like that. Five, maybe? Yes. Oh my gosh. I know. Another trip. But I still I still haven't been able to do it. I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I don't spend money on things. I spend plenty of money, believe me. But I'm just saying, you know, there's something about that particular image that anytime I go to splurge on something, that's fine to do. I mean, I'm not judging anyone that does it. I just have a problem with it. I just do. It's so weird. And you know, when I read that book also, I started thinking about my deep ingrained feelings about money. And I remember my dad always saying when I was growing up that he, 
um, didn't want to play the lottery because more money, more problems, more money, more problems, more money, more problems. Now this is from a guy, by the way, who's like self made, right? Like he's a very well, right. My parents do very well. Actually, I talk about it in the book about my, you know, history with them and, uh, starting a business, you know, out of our basement and whatnot. They do very well, but he kept saying to me more money, more problems. And I've had to sort of reverse that in my head, you know, but sometimes I think it too. Sometimes I'm like, oh, more money, more problems. I'm like, oh, there it is. Why would I say that? You know, like how do you ask for money and then think more money, more problems at the same time. So it's like, you know, what we're taught as kids also really like gets, Mm. it can get to us. Yeah. There's a great book about that. And I'm, of course I'm blanking on the author right now, but it talks about your financial blueprint Mm. and how your blueprint is set by the things you hear in your home when you're raised. So true. Yeah. I like when I turned 40, I started questioning everything I knew to be the truth. Everything. Yeah. Like we, it is so unbelievable to me how even you can be raised in a different part of the country as somebody else, or even two doors down and believe something totally different than somebody else, just because that's what you're taught. And you just take what you're taught as a kid is the Bible, because like my parents said so. And so therefore it is, you know, Mm -hmm. and it took me till about 40 to start going, wait, is it really? Is that really right? <laughs> right. <laughs> not really yeah, so sure. how do you, how do you manifest when you, there's so many unknowns about like how you feel. And that's why I like, that's why I like having you as a friend, because we talk through these things. We get to understand like, why do I believe this thing that I believe? And you know how you're always saying like, oh, that's just a lie you're telling yourself. Like there's so many things we have to kind of surgically removed from our brains. I think especially when it comes to manifesting, because you can't, you cannot be confused when you need to manifest. Yeah. You can't be, I love that line, by the way. I say that to a lot of people. Oh, that's just a lie you're telling yourself Mm -hmm. because we do. There's so many, and you know, you can't, you can't say, well, I want a new job and not feel worthy at the same time. Or like, I want a new love interest, but I don't feel lovable. Like you can't Mm -hmm. be in both places at the same time. You know, other people and outside forces can't prove to you that you're worthy of something. You have to be like, I'm ready. I'm good. I'm, I'm prepared. I'm worthy. I'm strong. And then these things come to you. Yeah. No, it's- well, that's manifest action right there, manifest. which I've never heard that term before. Did you make that up? I probably not, but I'm using it. <laughs> I'm going to have to Google it now and see yeah. if somebody else like trademarked that. <laughs> if not, I'm all over it. So like, yeah, you should. Oh. It's awesome. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I so never true. heard it anywhere, but I'm sure somebody- I've never heard it. Yeah. I'm literally Googling it right now. <laughs> Google financial blueprint. We can talk about the guy that wrote that book. Oh, you know, it's so funny because, okay, there's like a manifest-action.com. It's a French company. I don't really think many people are using it. So we're just going to adopt it. Yeah. It will be chapter eight in my book <laughs> 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 that I'm writing. Using the term loosely. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's... Oh, so what did you want me to Google? What was it? Money blueprint? Financial blueprint. (laughs) I'm so graceful. While you look at that. So I definitely... I follow Manifestation Babe Mm -hmm. on Instagram. And one thing that I really took away from her was about... um, It's, you know, speaking to the financial portion, like when you have debt, like how that debt makes you feel. Right. And feeling like really, really negative about like, oh, I have these bills I have to pay. And it's just like, ugh, bills and taxes. And, you know, her point of view is that like, you need to have gratitude for that. Like you have, you get to pay your bills. So you have electricity, like 
I have to pay my Amex, but guess what? When I, you know, that Amex bill allowed me to travel to wherever, right? And just like, that was a big switch for me when I, when I looked at my debt, I had some debt left over from my divorce and I was very, very upset about it. (laughs) Yeah. And I've had to work really hard to switch my, how I feel about my debt because I don't want to be laying at, laying in bed at night awake, like fretting about my debt. Like that's the time when I should be manifesting things like you, like you lay down before bed and you say, universe, I'm ready for this. And instead I'm in bed saying like, oh my God, my dad, it's, you know, oh, I can't believe I did that. Like being really negative. And so like all of that stuff goes into manifestation as well. Yeah. And they talk about if you speak negatively, you attract more negative and you can argue with that all you want, but let's be honest. You are literally attracting more negative because you're attracting more negative thoughts, more anxiety. And then that anxiety and those negative thoughts spill over to other parts of your life. I just Mm -hmm. posted today on my Instagram, actually. Um, It's so funny how like all of this stuff kind of comes together. By the way, I couldn't find the blueprint book. There's a blueprint to wealth, my financial group. I don't know. There's a bunch of them. So you'll have to look it up one day and share it with us. Uh, You can post about it in the Facebook group when you find it. Okay. Okay. So today on my Instagram, wait, I'm going to Candy Crush, not Instagram. (laughs) I'm kidding. Hold on. (laughs) Let me see if I can find it. It's funny how these topics always sort of come together. I posted on there uh, that loving yourself is not a linear process. Just like a woman, the process has beautiful curves. There are ups and there are downs. In the down moments when I find I'm insecure or hating on my body, I ask myself what else is going on in my life and take a close look at what it might be at what might be affecting my thinking. Often for me, hating on myself is a side effect of something going on in my life, whether it be stress, poor self-care, surrounding myself with the wrong people, etc. The truth is those are the moments I need to love myself more to fix the stress, to up the self-care, and to get the negative people out of my life. When that happens naturally, I feel better and I hate my body less and I love myself more. And so... I posted that because I feel like when those moments happen, when you're feeling really stressed or angry or hate yourself or you're, oh, I'm just not worthy and I'm not lovable and I'm not this or I'm not that, I say to myself, okay, stop for a minute. What is going on in your life that's making you feel this way? You know, and right now I'm going through some hard things. I'm parenting a teenage daughter who's not an easy kid. And so oftentimes I feel like I'm failing her or she lets me know I'm failing her or (laughs) whatever it might be. And so it affects my self-esteem and and then there's like negative self-talk. And so I have to go, okay, wait a minute. Am I really mad at my thighs? Like, am I really mad at my thighs or am I just feeling out of control right now? And, you know, is that, is that reality? And so I have to sort of bring it back. And, and that's the thing about manifestation, right? When I am in those moments of I hate myself, I hate my body, of course I'm I'm bringing more negative things because I'm wide open to the negative, right? I'm wide open to everything going wrong in my life. Um, When you change that thought to something more positive, or you're fit, or you know what, Jen, you're just doing the best you can today. You're doing the best you can. You got this. Even that, you know, I got my car washed yesterday. This is such a perfect analogy. I got my car washed yesterday. My car's coming off lease in a few days. So I had to wash it before they inspect it. And I've been looking to get a car wash for literally, like I've had the car three years, like two years and nine months. I've been meaning to get a car wash, right? My car, I have two kids. My car's a disaster. There's always like food in the back and wrappers and drinks and leftover sports gear and whatever it is in the car. So 
I hate my car. I'm like, I hate this car. It's so annoying. It's always dirty. It doesn't run right. It does, it's time for a new car, right? So I go, I'm signing papers for a new car. And then yesterday I was like, let me go get my car wash before I hand it in. And I left the car wash. So I emptied out my car. I got a car wash. I left the car wash and I was like, I love this car. It's so clean and it drives so nicely. It's too bad I'm getting rid of it so soon, right? So like nothing changed. Just my perception of the car changed. Right. Right? Okay, it's a little cleaner. Big deal. A bird already pooped on it today, by the way. So (laughs) that's over. (laughs) That's over. Yeah. Done. But really the car hasn't changed. The motor hasn't changed. The brakes haven't changed. Nothing about the car changed, but it just feels like it drives better when it's clean and it's like, you know, in a place that I like it and life is exactly the same way. Right. So we're now I'm open to all the good things about my car. So that's really, I think at the end of the day, what manifestation really truly is. It's not about necessarily the thing that you want. It's about the energy around it, the vibe, your thinking and where that's going and being open, opening those doors instead of opening the negativity doors. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I felt huge shifts when I was able to to take that away, the, all that negativity around my debt. And now I don't even think about it. I make my monthly payment. I smile that I'm this much closer and it doesn't never hang over my head and I am starting to make more money. So it's like, hmm, maybe there's something there. Interesting. <laughs> you know, even with money, like, because I, I feel like this is probably the biggest topic that people manifest. You know, I've had some problems with my medical bills. And, um, I've been paying off my medical bills and they seemed fairly harmless. They were about $12,000 originally. Okay. It sucks, but I can, thank God I can afford it and I'll pay it and it'll be fine. And then I got a $48,000 bill and, um, I was first, I lost my breath. (laughs) I was like, what is this? Like, something is not right here. You know, I, I had to get an attorney involved. I had to get an advocate involved. And, you know, I haven't really spoken that much publicly about my medical bills, but it's been a really big burden on this whole process. Like, I wonder often how do people survive this and then survive the financial ramifications of it, not being able to work and paying for your care and all of that. So, but I made myself, I made myself a promise when I got that first bill that I will never stress over money, that there will be a way that I will figure it out every single time because my body cannot handle the stress of this. My body cannot, it's not good for my body. And if I don't want to have cancer again, then I cannot stress over these medical bills and I will do what I need to do to figure it out, but I will not stress about the money. And I know that sounds crazy because like $48,000 is a hell of a lot of money, right? But I was just like, it will be fine. It will be okay. It will work out. It will blah, 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 blah. I just got a notice yesterday from one of my patient advocates who said that Sloan is willing to forgive anything that my insurance doesn't cover. And the money that I've already given them was a mistake. They billed it wrong and she's trying to get me my money back. Wow. And I just thought to myself in the moment, whether she does or she doesn't, fine. Thank God I didn't waste all those hours stressing about it. Yeah. Thank God I didn't do that. You know? I love that you made the promise to yourself, like the way that you phrase that, like, no, I'm making a promise to myself. Yeah. I had a folder that said medical bills on it. Every time I got a bill, I just put it in there. I just put it in there. (laughs) I was like, I don't even want to look at it. I don't want to, I'm not saying don't face your bills, people. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying (laughs) 
you know, I knew I had somebody on the case and I knew that, you know, what I needed, Mm -hmm. I lined it up the way I needed to line it up. I had an advocate, I had a lawyer, whatever it is I needed. And I just put it in the folder and I was like, I will not trouble with myself with this right now. When it needs me, it's there and I will get the paperwork to people or whatever it might be. But it makes me think about like all the things that we do worry about that we spend so much time worrying about. That's not even going to happen. Yeah. There's definitely some things in my life right now where I could take a few minutes to sit down and make that promise to myself. I think that's a really powerful way of phrasing it. Yeah. I mean, and even, even positive things that you want, right? Like let's, we are talking so much about the negative and the negative with money, but let's right. the positive, like promising yourself that you're going to exercise a certain number of days that you're going to eat mm-hmm. healthy. And you're, you know, to make these correlations between like, wow, I eat well and I feel good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to remember that, <laughs> you yeah. know, I have a really hard time. That's where my downfall is. You know, yesterday I was, I had my family over yesterday and I haven't really spoken about it publicly and I don't think I will just yet, but we're, we're going through some hard stuff in my family and I found myself um, eating ice cream and cookies. And by the way, I've been vegan since January 1st ish, mostly vegan. Let's call it mostly vegan. I've had a little fish and a slice of pizza. Don't kill me. But you know, but those were like purposeful. Like I'm going to eat fish today and I'm going to have that pizza because that looks ridiculous. And I am a New Yorker and we don't say no to pizza. But this was more of like, I had a moment of all of a sudden, like, whoa, there's cookies in my mouth. What's happening right now? (laughs) Like it was so not like a cognizant decision, you know? And I was like, okay, it's stress. The stress right now of the situation is upsetting me. But I know that I promised myself I was going to be vegan. So I'm going to tomorrow, I am, I'm like not going to beat myself up about it. And then tomorrow I'm going to be better and it's going to be fine. And I'm going to be cognizant. I'm going to learn a lesson mm-hmm. and I'm going to go and work out and I'm going to do whatever I need to do. I can't fix what just happened. You know, right. like I can't, but I can be more cognizant of it and, yeah. and taking that power back. And that also is a manifestation, like saying to myself, okay, I want to be able to have control over what I put in my mouth good, bad, or otherwise. Like if I want cookies, I'll eat the damn cookies, but I should at least enjoy it and not just put it in my mouth because I'm feeling stressed. Right. You know, so making sure I'm back to, okay, today we're going to put positivity around food. We're not going to beat ourselves up about it. Today Mm -hmm. it's all about fruits and vegetables and happy things and vegan things and like putting that positive energy into all of that. So I spent the rest of my day cooking yesterday. So I had all my food ready because it was a very cognizant decision. And I think you know, talking about manifestation and like you're saying to be really specific is so important because we go through so much of our lives without really understanding what the hell we're doing or why we're doing it. Well, I have an opposite question for you because, so we talked about finances, we talked about health and wellness, but like when it comes to relationships, like, so I have a very specific picture in my mind of who I might meet someday. And now like I meet people and I'm like, nope, they don't have that. And now I'm like, kind of like in this phase where it's like, am I being too specific? Like, how do you be specific about another person and then expect that person to just appear? But then you read things like what Manifestation Babe puts out about her fiance. And it's like, he's everything I wanted, you know? So it's like, how do you navigate like the being specific? Here's what I think about it. Okay. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, for me, like, okay, I know I've manifested some really great things. Like, I want to be published in this art, in this magazine. And then a couple months later, like, the opportunity is there. So I know I'm good at manifesting things, right? But, like, with relationship, it seems so much harder for me to understand, like, am I being, like, a strong, powerful woman who knows what she wants? 
or am I being a ridiculously nitpicky, like, like, what, what, who, what am I doing? Like, like Seinfeld, <laughs> you're like Seinfeld. He's like, I can't date her. She's got man hands. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> My brother-in-law broke up with a girl once because she didn't like sushi. I was like, seriously. <laughs> with you anyway it's fine because now I have my awesome sister-in-law but anyway I get off the topic um (laughs) let me go backwards here's what I think about that for what it's worth because I certainly don't have the right answer or wrong answer right there's two things I think about it one is we need to go back to the conversation we had last time of real versus real right manifestation babe and I'm not saying she's good bad or otherwise I don't know her and I don't know her work all that well She's never going to tell you she manifested an asshole. I mean, she's never going to tell you that. That's not, you know, that's going to ruin her image, (laughs) ruin her business. So what's real versus real, number one. Right. Mm -hmm. Number two, here's here's what I think based on the fact that I've been doing this. When I say doing this, I mean living in a relationship a really long time. For me, I think it's about manifesting how you want to feel with somebody and how you want your life to be. So if you're like, I want to live on a farm in, you know, Bend, Oregon, and I want to be in a cabin and I want to feel like I have somebody who takes care of me and blah, 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 whatever I'm trying to manifest for you now, but I'm just saying in general, then I would manifest the feelings Mm -hmm. versus maybe the person. Because I think if you're like, well, I want a lumberjack with a two-inch beard <laughs> and that wears red and black flannel and can change a flat tire and like that's – you're just painting a picture nobody could live up to. But you still know me so well. I do. <laughs> <laughs> you may find it. You may find it. Here's, I think if you manifest how you want to feel, how you want to be treated, how you want your life to look that person will show up that can make that happen. Mm -hmm. You are manifesting that person. You're just not manifesting something so specific. I mean, I don't think, you know, because you're also being unrealistic. Everybody has baggage. Everybody brings shit to the table, right? Even, I mean, listen, we're not 22 years old anymore, but even at 22 years old, people had baggage. The older we get, the more baggage they have. So, you know, I think that for you, I could look at it and say to manifest a good match to you, somebody that's in alignment with the things that you want in life is the most important thing versus, you know, I want a biker or I want there, you know, whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. I do. And I, and I agree with you. And I'm so glad that you brought that to my attention to get again, because this is something that I forget. Like I know it's about how I want to feel, but I tend to just forget because I meet men and it's like, it's just hard, Jen. I'll just be honest. Like it's hard. <laughs> I get it. So I, and it's like, am I crazy? Am I? No, but you're, you're absolutely right. Like I have to, I, I should be focusing on how I want to feel and how I want the person to treat me. Yeah. I mean, if you married a guy that said to you like, okay, well I'm, you know, or you met a guy and he was like, I, I love you, Lauren. And he fits all the qualifications, except he wants to live in New York city. You know, I know you, I don't know you, I know you don't want to live in New York city. Will you mm-hmm. follow him there? Will you not? Do you know what I mean? So like, yeah, I mean, says it's more important to say he's going to fit into the life that you want to have. You're right. going to fit into the life together. And then all mm-hmm. those other things will fall into place. Right. You know? Okay. So that's, that's a good, that's th- thanks Jen. Cause I always forget that. It's like, why do we forget the things we know? That's why we have friends. <laughs> yes. That's why we are each other's mirrors because it's hard to look yeah. in your own mirror. 
That's what I said this week in one of my Instagram posts. I said, you think it's hard to take pictures of other people? Try taking one of yourself. It's like a, a, you know, metaphor for life. It's not so easy. Mm. You know, it's not so easy. But I think, you know, if you, um, oh, you just said something. It made me think of something. And now I can't think of it. I forget what I'm going to say at least once in every show. I I was asking, like, why do we forget the things that we know? (laughs) No. Uh, Nope. It was before that. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, that's not it. Oh, darn it. I don't know. It'll come to me or it won't. It'll be fine. Um, (laughs) It will be fine. But uh, yeah, so I think, um, cool. So what's something that you, let's talk, let's like do some accountability. What do you want to be manifesting these days? Well, I have a lot going on with my nonprofit Mm. and I have a lot of, like I, I want to build something really big and I feel like this is the thing that I almost feel, tell me what you think about this. I feel like I don't even have to work to manifest it. I feel like it's already destiny. Like it's very bizarre, but I feel like the work that I'm doing in my nonprofit is so much bigger than me. And I'm just sort of this vehicle for it. And that's why I keep having continued success with it. So that takes up a lot of my energy, but I also feel like I don't, it's all action at this point, like doing the action for the vision. I don't know if I'm making any sense here. hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's how I feel about my book. It's already yeah. written. It's already done and out somewhere. Just not here. Right. <laughs> Just not in this world. <laughs> quantum physics. Yeah. But somewhere it's already done and it's awesome and it's going to change lives. It's yeah. just the action that I have to take to just have to make it happen. So do you find that that's like a different feeling? Like you don't have to lay in bed at night and focus like, I want my book to come out and I want my book to get public. Like it's our, you don't really think about that it that way, right? No, it's more of like, a, it's a done deal. So it's like, mm-hmm. well, when my book comes out, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. You that's know? how I feel about my charity work. But for me personally, I really want to get published in Rolling Stone magazine. Oh, okay. Right now, if anybody has any connections to Rolling Stone. <laughs> This is Karen's manifest action right now. Yeah. And I and I also feel like that's already going to it's going to happen. But I felt that way about this TED Talk that I applied for and I didn't get it. So, I wasn't too discouraged because I know it will happen later. And I think the bigger that I grow my foundation, the more um opportunities I'll have for that. So, I don't know <laughs> if I'm answering your question. You are and I think that 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 not getting the TED Talk yet, by the way, is um the universe does things sometimes where it plants a seed that we didn't even know we wanted. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. It's, it's the universe's way of sort of nudging you to go, look what's available to you. you it may not be the right time and it may not happen. I'm just show, I'm just giving you a little glimpse of what's happening out there, you know? Yeah. And then they shut the door. The universe shuts the door. And it's like, if you want it, you can go get it, right. you know? But I'm just showing you it's there. Yeah. So, but to your point, we can't get so upset about like, I didn't get it and it's hurting my life because then you'll never get it, you know? Yeah. Especially because I, I like, I felt in my bones that I was going to get that TED talk. Yeah. And when, when I got the kind of the rejection letter or whatever, I was just like, oh, I still feel like I'm going to get it. It's just not right now. And that was a really positive experience for me, but that's not the experience that I have around all of the rejection that I experience. Some of it is devastating. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really just trying to find out like what's going on there also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And understanding that like rejection is not 
it's not really rejection. I think that this is part of why, like, we also get along so well because my strengths are often your weaknesses and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Like, I handle rejection, I think, much differently than you do. And it pisses me off for like a minute. I always am like, all right, I'm going to have a minute and I'm going to cry or I'm going to have a temper tantrum or whatever it might be. But then I'm going to understand that it's not the right time right now. That even if I, even if somebody said yes to me for this, it's probably, I probably would have been shitty. Like I, it's not the right time. So I'm sort Mm -hmm. of grateful that they said no, you know? And, and so like you said, with this TED talk, like maybe you just didn't have enough information yet and some another yeah. life experience will happen and you'll be like, oh, that's why I didn't get the TED talk because I needed to put this in it. Yeah. You know, I did a TED talk and oftentimes people say, I watched it and I loved it. I go, oh, that's not even the half of it because that was before I had cancer. You know, can you even right. imagine what it would be now, you know? Um, yeah. So I would love to do another one one day. You know, mm-hmm. it's because I'm such a changed person. I'm a different person and, and you will be too. When it time comes, it'll make sense, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So those are some other things that I'm focused on right now. And, uh, what about you? Ooh, good question. <laughs> <laughs> right now I'm manifesting a shower. It's 2 PM and I still haven't done that. <laughs> oh my God. I am actually, <laughs> this is a true story. I'm manifesting better time management. And that's something I think we need to do a whole show on because I'm having a really hard time right now with time management. There's so much I want to do in my life. You know, you survive cancer and you're like, there's so much I want to do. I want to travel and I want to change the world and I want to be with my kids and I want to spend time with my friends and I want to write a book and I don't want to write another book. And then, you know, I want to be a great photographer and I want to open a new studio and I, you know, so on and so forth. And so I'm doing all of those things and I'm doing none of them well. That's how I feel right now. And that is, you know, I've lost connection with some of my friends because I've been too busy to see them. I have um, taken certain things back, like my health I've taken back this year. I've talked about that before. I've tried really hard to put my phone down and spend more time with my children, but that doesn't add to my time management problem. I mean, that doesn't take away from my time management problem because then I go to my phone like four hours later and I have 50 bajillion notifications I need to answer. Um, But that's something I'm really working on right now, manifesting that, the proper time management and, you know, asking the universe right now in the kindest way possible, please, for goodness sake, uh, to show me the important things and to push me towards the important things that really need to get done that are, and I think it's the book, but you know, I've had, I've had a lot of rewriting to do and I just haven't had time to sit and concentrate and and really like work it. So, um, a friend of mine recently (laughs) called me and he said, in the words of Shakespeare, Hey, fuck face, finish your book. (laughs) I was like, got it. I got the memo. So (laughs) This fuck face is working on finishing her book. That that's the manifestation that's happening right now. One one project at a time. And it's, you know, it's been interesting because the last few weeks I've had a couple of clients cancel on me, or not cancel, but reschedule because of sickness. And I'm like, oh, I see what you're doing, universe. You're opening mm-hmm. the way for me to finish the book. Don't do it by canceling my clients, please. <laughs> right. <laughs> my clients don't need to get sick for that. I promise I'll make time. But you know what? It's it's true. I've had a lot of things I needed to catch up on to get my work done. And, and the universe is paving the way for me a little bit. In fact, mm-hmm. my daughter's having her tonsils out on Friday and I have to stay home with her for an entire week. And I was like, okay, I see what you're doing here. Mm-hmm. I will put everything else aside and I will write. 
you know? So I think the other side of that, and maybe we can end the show on this note is not just manifesting, but to listen when the universe answers, because the universe doesn't only answer in showing up with what you want, but in guiding you and paving the way to what you want. And we're really good at not listening to that, you know, but if you really have a quiet moment and you can listen and say, okay, I understand why these things are happening. It's because it's taking me one step closer to what I want. Mm -hmm. It happens a lot that way. Yeah, I mentioned that earlier, like, and also paying attention to how it shows up. So can I give an example? Yeah. So in my mind, I'm going to be this famous photographer, and I'm going to travel, right? Well, it never happened that way. But working with you. So I'm kind of thinking like, oh, my dreams aren't coming true. And I'm like dragging my feet. And I'm just like, oh, I'm like super bummed out. I'm not like this famous photographer or whatever. But then I had to step back and take a look and say, wait a minute. I am traveling the world doing photography with Jen. Like, is that not what you wanted? (laughs) So like, just like kind of reframing, like, oh, wait a minute. I am living the dream. Like I'm flying to Pittsburgh. I'm flying to Denver. I'm like, okay, I'm going to Peru. Like it's happening. And because it wasn't what I thought it was going to look like, I wasn't paying attention to the beautiful blessing that it was. Yeah. So just like really paying attention to like, oh, wait a minute, like, yeah, maybe I didn't book this client and I really, really wanted that because I needed that money, but money come from somewhere else. But because I have attached that I need to book these many clients and the money didn't come that way that I'm like some failure or something, right? So paying attention to where things are coming from as well. I live for that. I love it. (laughs) It's awesome. We need another trip. Yes, please. You know what I was thinking just now? We need to share our Peru story on the podcast. Would you yes. want to do that one day? Okay. Of course. Yes. yes. If we forget, remind us to tell a story about Pachamama. It's <laughs> so damn good. You're either going to be in love with us after that, or you're going to be like, I am never listening to this podcast again. <laughs> so I think that's our next topic is Pachamama. We'll, we will do that. All right. Before we go, and thank you for sharing all of your thoughts about manifestation and manifest action with me. Yes. Before we go, I want to read one of the shine cards that you gave me because my word of the year is shine, which by the way, showed up on my Instagram page again yesterday. Oh my goodness. These like little things just show up about shining. I'm like, hello. Okay. This one says, celebrate your humanness, celebrate your craziness, celebrate you by Leo Biscaglia. Mm. Biscaglia? I don't know. Biscaglia? It's really small and I don't have my glasses. I think it's... (laughs) I think I'm getting old and I think it's Piscaglia. Regardless, the the thought is beautiful. Let me read that again so we can end on that note. (laughs) Celebrate your happiness. Celebrate your craziness. Celebrate you. I love that. Beautiful. Go celebrate you today, you guys. I hope you enjoy listening. Reach out to us if there's any feedback that you have, any questions, anything. We would love to do like a Dear Jen segment if anyone has any questions or even Dear Lauren. Maybe Lauren. Dear Lauren. (laughs) Can you help me find a lumberjack to live? <laughs> okay. So, and if anybody has any Rolling Stone connections, you know where to go with them. All right. Yes, Love you. you guys. Thank you for listening. Thanks for ha- sir, being here. I was going to say thanks for having me. Thanks for being here today, Lauren. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. And uh, love you guys. Again, don't forget to check out our Facebook group, uh, Shamelessly Feminine. We have a Shamelessly Feminine Facebook page and Instagram. And please make sure you give us a five-star rating and a beautiful review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. We love you and thank you for tuning in and have a good day, guys. We need a line when we leave. Mm. Mm, let's think about that. Okay. Bye guys. 
Thanks for listening to the Shamelessly Feminine Podcast. If you loved what you heard, be sure to leave a rating and review on iTunes so that more women can learn to live a badass life. To learn more about this movement, go to shamelesslyfeminine.com and join our Shamelessly Feminine Facebook group. Until next time, go out there and be the boss of your life.